0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Open Doors. My name is Madupe and um, welcome to my podcast. I have two special guests with me today, it's two special people to me. Um, if you can please introduce
1: yourself.
2: Mrs. Ladenbe, I'm happy to be here.
1: Thank you. Tami Taya Adegoke, and I'm happy to join
0: you on your podcast. Oh, thank you so much, ladies. It is wonderful having you here with us. Um, So we're going to start right away with a prayer. Um, Father God, we just say thank you today. We thank you for this forum. We thank you for this, ladies. We ask, Father Lord, that whatever it is that we're going to talk about today, that it will honor and exalt your name in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So today's topic is why pray, why pray, and um, I think this topic is so important because um, as Christians, we've you know we we've been taught to pray. That without praying, you're not a good Christian. So being a Christian comes with prayer, and that prayer is very necessary. It's a must. And is essential to being a Christian. So my first question to you, Beatrice, is if God is sovereign, if he is a sovereign God, why do we need to pray? Does it make a difference if we pray?
2: Yes, uh, I'm glad you asked that question. Because God is sovereign. And uh, our means of communicating with our serving God is to pray. You can pray in any form you want. You can talk to Him like you're talking to a friend. You can talk to Him like uh, you're talking to a father. And that's the best way to, you know, to. to it's also a time that you to, that you can. Communicate exactly what you want God to know about you. About what He knows what's going on with in your life. But He wants you to, to tell Him, to say it to Him. So you have to talk to Him in the form of prayer. You have to tell Him, make all your requests known unto Him. And that's the, the, the way that He has asked us to communicate with Him.
0: Yeah, but does it make a difference though? Because he he's going to do what he need, he wants to do anyway. So, whether you're praying or you're not praying, he still has the last say. So, does it really make a difference in you praying when he's going to do what he wants to do anyway? Tell me what do you what do you have to say?
1: Oh. Well, when we're talking about does it really make a difference. I think that's viewing prayer as a mindset of, from a mindset of we're praying because we want a specific result or we want to get a result from God. And I don't think that's exactly what prayer is about. So it makes a difference because like um, Auntie was saying, you're forming a bond with God. You're strengthening that bond with God. You're getting to know him. Because if you don't talk to God, how can you... He wants relationships. So by praying with God, you're strengthening your relationship. You're strengthening your communication with Him. And it's also attuning your ear more to hear His voice. Not just about what we want to say to Him, but what does He want to say to us. So it's not always about getting a specific result or getting a specific answer to our prayer. But also learning more about who He is.
0: I, I mean, most times when people talk about prayer, for me, I believe people look view prayer as an asking tool. Something, when you want something, all you have to do is go on your knees and pray, and, you know, and then God will grant you your request. As you have said, and as Beatrice has said, it is a relationship of communi- is a relationship with God a source of communication with, between you and the father and not a, a, a tool for you to just ask and say I need this, I want this and I must have this and that is not what God is looking for from us God like Aunt Beatrice says wants to hear from us and that's why he wants us to pray So, this goes to the next question, and this is for Beatrice. What is more important, praying alone or collectively?
2: In my opinion, I think, um, you know, each has its own place. Okay. When we talk about talking to God, Mm -hmm. a personal relationship with God. Is, is 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 you know it's established when you talk to him directly by yourself okay because it's also it's also the time you spend in worshiping him and you know exalting his name and 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 you know saying everything that you know that he wants us to do he says we should pray without ceasing So praying without using names, we have to be in communication with God all the time, constantly. We have to establish a relationship with him. He needs to know our name. He knows our name. He knows who I am. But I need to, you know, let him know that I do think about him, that he is important in my life, that he is my God. He is one that's capable of, of, you know, all power belongs to Him. A corporate prayer on the other hand is, is also important because you have to, you know, there are issues, for example, what is going on right now, it's collective prayer. There's power in number. Yes. And that's why it's important to to pray co- uh, cooperatively. Yes. Or
0: corporately. Mm-hmm. Yes. in In, you know, to get our prayers answered. Mm-hmm. Yes. You are totally, totally correct. I actually, I, I, I believe that too. I believe that first we need to pray... Um, We need to uh, have a a relationship with God. And the only way we can have a one-on-one relationship with Him is by praying one-on-one with Him and establish that. Because then when you establish that relationship with God, you can now go out and you can pray with others. You can uh, minister to others. You will be bold enough because you know your God and your God knows you. And he has already given you that power to go out there and heal. That power to go out, there, go out there and move mountains. If you don't establish that relationship with God, then when you go out there, you totally are useless because you don't have the tools that you need. You don't have the Holy Spirit within you. You don't have all the things that God offers you when he... Has that relationship with you? You don't have his ear because when you're talking to God and He's listening, He also talks back to you, uh, and, and because He knows your voice and He wants you to know His voice, so you recognize His voice when He's the one speaking to you. So I I totally totally agree. Um, my next question is: Is um does prayer does prayer mean that? you know, we can worship, prayer and worship. Is it the same thing? Is praying the same thing as worshiping? Or is it all intertwined? Tell me.
1: Can you clarify what you mean?
0: All right. So most times we say we're praying. Uh, As I said, 99.5% of people think that prayer means that you're asking for something. But there is also worship that leads into prayer. In my mind. So, I wanna I wanna hear from your end what you think about that. Is prayer and worship the same thing or is it is worship leading to prayer?
1: I don't think prayer and worship is the same thing, but as you're praying, you could also be worshiping at the same time. It depends on how the individual is praying. Because as we mentioned before, a lot of times during prayer, most of people um, use it as a form of Asking as a way of requesting things from God. So, in that sense, I would say that that type of prayer isn't the same as worship. But speaking to God, having a conversation in God—that is prayer. And just as how when Jesus prayed and he said, "Um, you know." When um, Jesus prayed and he said, "Our Father who art is, who uh, art in heaven, how will be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will, will be done, that will be done," he said those things, and those were an example of worshiping. Just as when we come before God and we say, "You know, um, you're the Lord of all lords, King of all kings," that's praying, but it's also worshiping. So it depends on the type of prayer.
0: Okay. Thank you. Uh another question for you, uh, Beatrice. Does uh, praying change God's mind? If um for example, does it ch- If for example, if there are things that it's already set and this is how God has ordained it to be, you praying does it change his mind? Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: I mean, he always has the last thing in everything. Mhm. You know, there's no doubt about that. But we have examples in the Bible where God has changed his mind on a lot of things. Look at the, you know, the destruction of the, you know, the, the story of uh, of uh, Noah, mm-hmm. how God was so angry with the world and he wanted to
0: destroy
2: the world with, uh, with war. Yeah. After going through that and he saw, you know, the suffering and, and what happened and uh, he changed his mind and he you never destroy the earth this world water is what again. so that's, that's an example this is why he created you know, another way of, of you know, resolving this you know, mm-hmm. giving us opportunity he sent his, his, uh, his only begotten son into the world to come and help us so that, you know The hell that's been created will not be partakers of of that. So, God does change his mind on a lot of things. And, you know, also, sometimes when we pray and our prayers are not answered, it doesn't mean that, you know, because God is all-knowing. He knows whether, if I'm asking for a brand new car, for example, God knows whether if he provides that car for me, I'm going to, you know, start worshiping my new car. So he may put a break on that. Yes. If he knows that I'm going to exalt my car above his name, he may not, you know, provide me that car. And it's the same in a lot of the requests that we make of God. When we ask him to do this and to do that and to do this, he can pray, put a brake on that. He can change his mind and say, okay, I know that if you have this car, you're not going to exhaust in your car above my name. And he will provide it. Knowing that he is the one, the author and, uh, and the finisher of, of all our faiths. He knows my behavior. He, he knows my beginning. He knows my end. He knows the kind of person that i am he knows that you know will i stay on course to serve him as as, as, as my one and only god oh yes he knows he changes his mind all the time you are so right because another example is hezekiah by the way hezekiah was going to die and god extended his life by i think five years yes you know, so God has,
0: he changes His mind on things all the time. He does. You're so right because so many things come into mind. Also, Sodom and Gomorrah. He spoke to Abraham, and Abraham, you know, went back and forth with God, and He changed His mind. Um, he changed the circumstances there. Um, so many other things that um, in the Bible that points to that. Um, so He is a, a good God, and. Um, Second Chronicles um, 7.14 says it so beautifully, where it says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, pray, and seek my face, and turn from the wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins and restore their land. So that is him also looking down on us and changing his mind on, you know, things that we have done when we have sinned against him He's um, wiped it and made it clean, washed it with the blood of Jesus and changed his mind and given us chances. He's had mercy over us. Um, So that is so awesome. Um, Another question that I want to just throw out there is praying amiss. You know, we say this all the time that sometimes we pray amiss. What does that mean, praying amiss? Um Beatrice, if you can start that off and then tell me you can also chime in. Well praying
2: amiss is you know what what that means is when you when you are seeking the face of God for something and that thing doesn't have any holiness. Backing it up, you know. If you want your enemies to die, 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 you're praying on me. Because what if God wants, you know, your enemies to be alive to see the glory of God in your life? What if God wants your enemies, enemies, to have a chance at, at repentance? Because you know, God doesn't want any sinner. He doesn't want any sinner to perish. Mm-hmm. He wants to give every single one of us a chance at repentance. Mm-hmm. So when you're praying, you know, for negative outcome, you are praying a okay. Or when your motive, the motive of your or motive or motives of your prayer are not, you know, are not holy, you're praying a so we have to, we have to know the kinds of things that we are asking our holy God to do, because God is holy. If you are praying for Him to take out somebody, to get somebody killed, it's not going to happen. But if you are praying for your enemy to get a shot at repentance, God is able to answer that kind of question. He will say, "Oh, okay, this is my child," even though.
0: Her enemies have hurt her so badly. She's still praying for them. Okay.
2: Tammy, so, do you, you want to add to that? Okay? Just to add on to
1: what Auntie said, um, praying amiss, I think, can also refer to praying outside of the will of God when you're praying from a mindset that doesn't glorify God or also is not in accordance with how how he wants to come to us as his children. And we're praying in a way that is could also be reckless in the things that we're asking for or in the manner in which we're approaching him or just by praying for things that are very selfish and contradictory to how the example that Jesus has set in praying by him saying, you know, your will be done, Father. And for example, when God was praying before it was his time to go to the cross, and he asked God that, please, you know, your will be done, but if this cup could pass for me, I would like not to go to the cross. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's your will, it's your purpose for me that matters, not what I would rather avoid. But God's purpose is the ultimate purpose, and sometimes we pray for things. Just like Auntie was given the example of a car, we could say, you know, I want a big fancy house. I want to live in Queens, or I want to live in Manhattan. And God has actually other plans for us. But we're so we're so caught up and so consumed by our own desires and our own plans that you're not really given. God room to do His will in your life. That He may have a vision for you to be in Nebraska and um, build a church in Nebraska and bless a lot of people there, but because we're so stuck in our own wishes, we don't allow God's um, hand in our life. And so I think praying amidst could also be praying outside of God's will and praying with a closed minded view instead of an openness an open heart to what God has
0: in school, what God wants. Okay, thank you so much. Um, there was a story I was actually reading that leads onto all this. Um, it says, a father plans to give his daughter a car. When she turns 16, he knows by the time she will have a job, she will be active in church and school activities and be able to pay for her own insurance. But he also plans to wait to give it until... She asks for it because he wants her to value such a gift, but at 11, she begins to beg for a car. She pleads, bargains, and gets angry when on her 12th, 13th, and 14th birthday, there is still no car. She matures a bit and stops asking, but then at, eight, at 16, she approaches her father in a more thoughtful way. Explains her need for a car and expresses her confidence that her dad will take care of this need. In a very short time, he joyfully hands her the keys. Did he change his mind? No. He had always planned to give it to her. She just asked in a different way and he changed the circumstances and give the card to her. So most times when we're praying, we need to be praying and our prayer should be aligned with what God has in store for us. We should go into prayer asking, God, what is it you want for me? Hold my hands and lead me. I actually found out that most times we're saying, God, I'm going to put my hand in your hands. But that's not the way it should go. It should go the other way on my you know, the way I think about it, that we should ask God to hold her hands so that He will lead us. Because most times when we're praying, we're trying to drag God with us to where we want. So we're saying I want a car. I want a I, I want I want this um this house. I want this jewelry. I want this. I want that. We are dragging him and he's not listening. And then we ask, why is he not listening to us? He's not listening because we are dragging him and not listening to him. He's knocking at our heart and waiting for us to actually invite, invite him into our hearts into our life so he can dine with us so he can hear us so it can be a conversation so it can be a friendship so he can be our lover he can be our father but no we're we're trying to hold him captive and if we're trying to do that it's not going to work it's not going to work because then why pray if we don't have faith, why pray? If we say that he is our father, that we trust him, but we are not giving him that chance to work the miracles in our own lives. Um, I'm just going to say um, to to um, Beatrice to please just add something for us to just round up any other um thoughts that come to mind, why pray, and then Sammy can do that, and then I will round up for the day. Yes, um,
2: I think as Christians, we have to always remember that we're not in control of our own lives. God holds all the cards, all the wider structures of our lives. He holds everything. Mm -hmm. So, and he wants us to depend on him. He doesn't want us to go out and create another god for ourselves. He wants us to. He wants to know that we are, you know, we have a willing heart to to, to, to to submit to him completely, to submit our lives to him completely. So God, he appreciates that. And in terms of 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 worship. He wants to know that, yes, we still regard him as the Lord of all the gods. And we, you know, we worship him, we, 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 you know, we serve him, we do everything. And let him know that so it's important to, to pray and communicate that with God. To have a heart for God. To have a heart to worship God. To have a heart to let him know how we are feeling that we we
0: depend on Him totally Mm -hmm. thank you Tammy
1: yes so I'd like to add that um, even though God knows what's in our mind, what's in our thoughts and in our hearts He still wants us to come to Him He still wants us to seek His face so that's why it's important to still pray and I know that many people don't always feel comfortable coming to God and speaking to God, or don't know where to start. Not everyone was born fresh out of the womb, a prayer warrior. (laughs) But looking to Jesus' prayer, our Father, as a model, can help us figure out where to start. And even if it's just for one minute a day and increasing it solely from then, as oddly as it may sound, prayer might take practice, and so the more we pray, the the more we'll be com- be comfortable and it will be more natural for us to even in the even in the odd hours of our day, or when we're driving to work, or when we're on our lunch break, that we could find moments to talk to God. It doesn't have to be planned, but just moments throughout your day where you could talk to God and once you start pushing yourself to speak to him about your deepest thoughts, your fears, your desires, what you want to know from him, what you want to learn from him, will become more natural and we'll become better communicators in prayer. Thank you. All right, so um, what I get out of this is that
0: prayer is definitely necessary. Prayer is necessary because it's a form of service. Prayer is necessary because it's an act of obedience, because our God said we should pray. Prayer is is necessary because it's a solution to so many things that we're looking at. Prayer is necessary because it's communicating with our Father. Prayer is necessary because we're having a relationship, a better relationship with Him. Prayer is necessary because we can bring a request to Him. And He will answer us because He's promised us He will do that. And because He's not a man, He does not lie. Everything He says that He will do, He will do. That is why He's a sovereign God. And just as He's sovereign, His Word is sovereign. Prayer is necessary because it's how we become wiser. Because we can now listen, we can hear from Him. By studying a Bible, He will will answer us. It will speak to us. It is necessary because it gives us power. It gives us confidence. It's necessary because we can rebuke the devil with prayer. That's one thing the devil cannot stand—a praying Christian. So prayer is very uh, is is it's good for therapy, for yourself. I what I admire most is I admire the way Abraham and Christ had a relationship. I imagine them walking down the road and just talking. I imagine them sitting in the living room and talking. I imagine him just talking to, to God anytime he feels like, oh, even about a nail that is broken, or, you know, n- no matter what it is, You can speak to God. That is prayer in your own way. Prayer can be done in different languages. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter how small you are or big you are. God listens to you because we are all his children. So I want us to remember that today as we close in prayer. Um, um, Beatrice, can you please just lead us in a closing prayer? After Beatrice.
2: Uh, Lord and our God, we just want to thank you for this time for sharing our thoughts on why we ha- why we need to pray. Heavenly Father, we ask Lord Jesus that anyone that will be listening to this podcast will take away something. One thing, Amen. That we have talked about in the name of Jesus. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our host. Thank, thank you for giving her this idea. Thank you, we God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you continue to order her steps. Amen. Be with her, Lord Jesus. We lift Janita in your hands also. Myself, that has been contributors. Father, you know what our innermost desires are. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you grant our holy desires in jesus name amen thank you for everything thank in you jesus name
0: amen. amen thank you ladies for joining and to all our listeners we hope that you pray 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 because with prayer you will get all the answers you want talk to you soon and god bless